Welcome to this episode of Urbane Legends, the intricate podcast exploring the world and the netherworld of urban legends. Uh, I am the operatic singer uh, on the Warren G crossover hits Prince Igor from 1997, Chris Flynn. And with me as always, you wouldn't love him any other way. It is the mute savant, Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's the week been? Yeah, yeah, okay, actually. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, personally, been, it's been, been pretty good. There's some yeah. momentous events happening on the world stage we'll get into That's later. Right. But, uh, That's right. How, did you, as, as a mute savant, did you foresee this happening? Like kind of a Nostradamus kind of thing? What, what is your savant power? Um, the ability to be able to speak, mm. which you'll find for mute people is incredibly rare. That is rare, isn't it? The the, yeah. the ability to speak despite yeah. being so it's a medical miracle, Chris. I mean, that's you know. What do you what do you say to those naysayers who claim that actually you're not you're not, nor you're neither a savant nor mute? I, you know, I would. It's quite insulting, isn't it? Yeah, I you know I find it I find it a little bit you know. A little bit insulting, but you know, it's I people think, have to be cynical about everything these days, don't they? So, well, I think that they're, I they're think look at themselves and, and and you know, look at themselves. Well, I doubt they can look themselves in the mirror without without wailing, crying at what's looking back at them, uh, which is what? which is their own sad, horrific reflection, horrific reflection with all you know bits of chicken around their mouths, presumably. You know, tears, the mascara covered running. In some sort of vile sauce. Yeah. <laughs> covered in a tea. Smothered it in. Tea sauce. Oh, getting hungry now. <laughs> so, uh, Neil, I've, um, I think maybe because it's a bit sunnier or I'm not sure, but I've, um, I started doing daily push ups in an attempt oh. to make my tits more firm. Nice. You up to, are you up, you up to double figures yet or how are you doing? I do, I do sets of, so it, it's weird how quickly you get used to it, right? So okay. first day I did about 30, like in sets of 10 and I'm about a week in and I'm doing 80 in sets of 20. So that's quite good, isn't it? That's a, that's a steep curve. So what I'm, I want to do is I want to get to doing a hundred, like a hundred a day apart from Sundays. Cause you know, God's day, isn't it? Exactly. Need a rest you know, day. So yeah, just to kind of just to make my tits a little higher and a little firmer. I think I might have done about eighty push ups in my life. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, have you? I don't know, I presume I did some at school or something. <laughs> Can't actually remember any incident. He was compulsory, yeah. Would you have done them as part Downhill of ever since. when you were in the rugby club? Or was that just mainly drinking? Rugby was mainly drinking, and um, yeah, well, no, we did, it was a lot of cross country running. There's a lot of cross country running, um, practicing a little bit of tackling and stuff. We never managed to, we never had enough people to um, to practice a scrum properly. 
So never um, scrum machines. So I was I was quite bad at cross country running because I'm not really built for it. Um, how were you? Actually, I wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's, fine. it's just boring, isn't it? But um, yeah. I haven't said that. If there's like a load of you doing it, just like running around Hope Park, then it's kind of like yeah, it's, you know, you're having a bit of a chat and stuff. Oh. I mean, it's, I mean, the thing is, you you see people's relative levels of fitness as well. Because it's like there's one guy who wanted to go off and join the Marines, and he would just like be lapping us. Oh, one of them. Yeah. So well, it's like, interesting, you know. isn't it? Liking that kind of stuff because I've, I mean, I I used to run quite regularly when I went to the gym quite regularly. So we're talking quite a while ago when I was in my late teens. And I never enjoyed it, but you know, I did it because I thought you were meant to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've really like and like as you get a bit older, Neil, you know, you you listen to your body. So if I'm gonna do cardio or something, I'd do a rowing machine or something now. Because mm-hmm. I'm just not built for running. I'm too bulky. It's not, not yeah. what he's made for. I'm not like uh you know, Mo Farah or something like that. I'm more like... Punishment on the knees. Yeah, punishment on the knees. I get terrible shin splints. I have to wear shoe inserts to um, cushion my arches, that kind of thing. Anyway, this isn't a fitness pod, is it, Neil? As much as as we are. Just as well. As fit as we are. Um, So, Neil, what are we talking about today that isn't fitness-based? Unless it is... So, I mean, we're going to go on a couple, actually. I mean, we're not going to get into it too much. So we'll, we'll come on to, to the subject of today in a second. I just wanted to give a shout-out to um, – so, sadly, um, the week that we're, we're doing this, and I'm not sure when this is going to go out. It might be all over by the time we actually um, we release this episode. But, um, yeah, just notice, Chris, there's, um, there's an exciting notice. urban – yeah, literally, I've just noticed this second. Wow. News flash on the news ticker. <laughs> um a new urban legend has emerged since we last spoke. A new one? Yeah. Oh, popping up the, all over um, the place, aren't they? Like mushrooms. They is, yeah. And it was, it's seeing one in real time. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the week that we're recording this is the week that Russia has... Putin's gone nuts. Putin's gone mad. He's gone bananas in the, in the, in the nut. Oh, what's he done? Um, but, yeah, no, have you, have you heard about this ghost of Kiev? So there's... No. Um, this this fighter pilot is um, apparently taken down six Russian planes. Oh, um, no. There's there's some footage that they've released from a computer game, but it's it's basically <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. That, what was that Russian state media released? <laughs> yes, it's Russian <laughs> this state. Is, this is how war goes. <laughs> no, no, no. This is propaganda we were putting out for Russia. Yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's basically one of these ones that's become. I think they call them an ace in a day when you shoot down five planes, which. Oh. It doesn't really happen anymore because, you know, modern planes are sort of not designed to be doing dogfights and stuff, no. I think. I don't know. don't know anything about war. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it, it's kind of, a, you know, obviously a bit of a kind of um, symbol for Ukrainian resistance. Oh. And uh, it's, it's sort of an emerging urban myth. Or say urban myth. It's an emerging kind of like urban story as, as we're sort of um, in, in, the, in the creation as we're... As we're uh... Oh, what? So he's not actually a ghost. They just call him the ghost because they can't get him sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. He's, You'll never he's a catch him. fighter. Yeah, I mean, no, no, there's been no confirmation about. They think it's probably unlikely that there's one fighter that's taken down six. I don't know, as I'm speaking, but it, it's become like a popular kind of narrative. Well, it's like the one in. Um, it's like when they had their version of Spring Hill Jack in uh, in the Czech Republic when it was under communist rule. Oh yeah, yeah. And was he was he like standing yeah. up for the oppressed and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doing yeah. that. So, wow. much better than just harassing people on the streets of London and Liverpool. Just some posh cunt. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it's well, and it's it's like it always seems to be against the Russians, doesn't it? It's weird. Um, there's that that Finnish guy who we spoke about, who was like called the White Death, who's like the person with the oh, most yeah, yeah. confirms kills ever. It was like that um, Finnish. It was when Russia tried to invade Finland, and he was um, he was a sniper or something. He was a sniper, yeah, and he had like something like five thousand confirmed kills or something, and he was just like a farmer. It was like yeah. quite good at hunting. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, I think I think the thing is Ukrainians are a tough people and they're not they're not roll they're not gonna roll over and they've got a resistance force of about ten million people. So I think Putin may have bitten off a little more than he can chew there, but well, fingers crossed it, it ends quickly and with mm. as little, you know, bloodshed. I mean, and we're not we're not going to sort of talk about that as the the, the no. um, subject of this week because it's not. It's and not I would say, and I would like to say as well, I don't I don't consider the actions of Putin and his motley cabal of yes men to be indicative of the Russian people. Uh, Russian people as a whole, I would I would certainly hope not. And yeah, because no, they are know. they are you know they're good people in general. And um, they just they've got a shit leader, and in yeah. the same way, in the same way that I would hope that people in Iraq didn't think that the UK being involved in that was the will of the people, because it absolutely wasn't, because there are millions of people protesting it. So, mm. you know, sometimes these dickheads no, no, just do what they want. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, just you know, it's quite interesting to see that emerging in sort of real time as, as yes. we're going along. So maybe when when things blown over, we may go back and have a look at it. But uh, just wanted to sort of point that one out and uh, yeah, so yeah, just uh, hot off the press, emerging yeah, emerging legends. Well, let's hope all things will work out for the best uh, in Ukraine. Anyway, but what we're gonna what we're gonna be talking about today? Would you, say it's more, would you say it's more important or less important than the war in Ukraine? It's about Coca-Cola, Chris. I wanted to ask you, um, did you manage to shift all of your shares in Gazprom before this started or not? I said we weren't going to talk about that on air, Chris. Oh, sorry. We'll we'll talk about it off air. Uh, We'll we'll talk about it off air. Did you manage to to, uh, shift all your shares in Chelsea Football Club before, (laughs) before, before this kicked off? I've, if I've legally changed my name to charity, um, was it Chelsea <laughs> Charity <laughs> Commission? None of your business. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Uh, Seems all above board. And you've got your, um, you got your, look, if a premiership, if a Premier League fit and proper person integrity test <laughs> passes me to fit a proper person, what more, Stringent and rigorous investigation into the morals and ethics of a character could there be, Chris? I can't imagine that there is one. Um, You'll be saying they're, they're all upstanding the, citizens with that our own sports and, and the upstanding city of London have somewhat contributed to the current situation by the massive. Did you manage? Did you manage to? Um, did you manage? The laundering of money. God knows what else happened to this country. Did you manage to shift all those properties you uh, own in London to a different shell corporation in the Cayman Islands? <laughs> I've just got an algorithm that does it automatically now, to be honest with you. Who can keep oh. track? Um, yeah. did you... I don't even know what I own anymore, Chris. <laughs> did you manage? I don't, I don't know what horrifically despotic regime I made in one week from <laughs> Did you 
did you manage to get your peerage sorted out from the Conservative Party by donating yeah. plenty to them? They're going, yeah, they're going plenty cheap, don't worry. You'd be uh, amazed what you can buy for five million these days, Chris. So, uh, Nielinski, Herbert's V. It's more, you pay, you pay for the, um, for the political influence on, on, right. um, on democratic policy. Democratic. Um, but you, you sort of peerages of like buy one, get one free. Right. <laughs> that's, that's just a, that's just a nice little bunce. Uh, yeah, so you put it at yeah. the bottom of your yeah. hands. Really, really, the, the, the Makes Not it right. easy to open the, corporations. The lobbying investment is is it's is for uh, is for the influence. But yeah, you get you know it's nice to get a, nice to get a day out with a queen, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Get um, recognised um, for your charitable endeavours. Yeah, but the Chelsea directly yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, they need to, you know. Bless them. They haven't won the Champions League for a couple of years. I mean, look. Do you remember oh, like back? In, do you remember back in the seventies um, and eighties and nineties? What a force they were! You know, winning Premier League titles all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, add up to um, ten thousand people turning up to Stamford Bridge. Um, you know, second division team. Um, what I will say though, I was quite amused that a uh, controversial uh, hacking collective, anonymous, have started hacking Russia. <laughs> So they hacked their state TV, and so it was just playing Ukrainian national songs, and they hacked all the government websites and took them down and, all, and um, started putting different news reports up, which actually show what's going on in Ukraine over the Russian um, state-controlled media. So that's fun, isn't it? Russia loves that's a bit of hacking. Yeah. <laughs> I like it up. <laughs> Oh, it should be interesting times. Yeah, as I say, just one, one hopes it sort of resolves itself. Well, it's kind of weird. It's process. one of those which is unusual where pretty much the whole world seems to be in agreement, pretty much, apart from Belarus, obviously. Um, but, you know, even yeah. China, like, because Russia was thinking, oh, we can probably get... Well, China at the very best sitting, you know, sitting on their hands. And, yeah, uh, because they're not in... Victor Orbán is to condemn them. Yeah, and, yeah, and um, Turkey... Is yeah. I've just heard say they're clo- they're closing the Vostra Strait to Russian ships, so that's good. Um, so they can't get into the Black Sea. Getting their car payments cut off, so they're not going to be able to go down the um, twenty-four hour petrol station and get a kebab. Well, you can <laughs> buy a kebab at a petrol station, I suppose you can these days. It's a filthy world we live in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, the thing is as well, I think they were sort of banking on China backing them, but China's like. Uh, I mean, we quite want most. We want the most influence around Asia, to be honest. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you're Deng Xiaoping. You're going to do something very considered, and not. I think. I think the thing that is like. I think he's you know, almost confusion. <laughs> well, it's the thing is because because there was a lot. You know, as you were saying earlier about um, that. There's um, this is turning slightly into the sort of. It's, it's interesting how it comes out. So we'll see what we're keeping. But um, you know, there's been a lot of as you we were sort of having a conversation offline before. You know the sort of re- real politic and stuff that's been doing. And you always kind of thought that as much as you, you sort of like um, didn't particularly care for the, the chat, you know, Putin was quite a savvy player. And, yeah, you know, savvy, yeah, savvy operator. How, you know, how, how, how they would sort of like interfere with Western democracies and things like this. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't, agree, own, with, I don't agree with his tactics, but to be honest, for 30 years, he's played a bit of a blinder, I would say, for what he was trying to achieve. But this is, but he seems to have gone off the deep end. He's gone, he's gone off the boil. Well, he's, he's terribly afraid of COVID, isn't he? He's like deathly afraid of it, even though he 
Oh, really? Just like, yeah, like he's literally, I don't want to get like, you know, like um, like a Howard Hughes style character. <laughs> he's like that, but he, because he thinks that COVID it's will kill him. in a room with like box yeah, tissues yeah. on his feet and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah building the spruce moose. He wanted, he wanted <laughs> to get some, some, some mafia lattes around him. He's going to try and try his hotel room. And a big, massive plane made out of wood. <laughs> yeah, I think when you've got that amount of money and power and you're not used to people sort of intervening with reality, I think he's just, yeah. It's, I think uh, he's yeah. lost his grip a bit on reality. I think the worst thing that people can do is uh, surround themselves with yes-men. Um, but I think that it's almost inevitable consequence of having absolute power for 30 years that you don't want to hear. You You pretty much just think... I know what I'm doing and everything I say has worked so far, so it's always going to be right. And so anyone who tells you opposite, you just go, gulag. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe ourselves in the sort of Western probably shouldn't just like, uh, you know, look the other way because there's money rolling in in terms of various. Well, I wouldn't say, well, I mean, I would completely agree with that. And uh, I would say the people in charge in the UK have a lot to answer for. Because mm-hmm. it is number one destination for corrupt Russian people to invest their money slash move to, because they can buy. Like if you if you put if you invest in case people didn't know, there's a golden visa system here, which was implemented by Labour. So I will say that, um, and it means that if you invest two million quid into the UK, an invest could mean you buy yourself a two million pound flat, right? in Kensington, then you get a visa, no questions asked, basically, to to be able to stay here indefinitely. So we might kind of make a joke about people being able to, or I might make a joke about people being able to buy a Cypriot passport or a Maltese passport or anything. It's no different in the UK, it just costs more. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's fucking corrupt as shit. But the wonderful thing is you can get like a knighthood on the side as well if you invest enough. Lovely, yeah. Partly establishment. Beautiful. Yes. Get your kids into Oxford. Have a have a night out with Theresa May and uh, Liz Truss. <laughs> well, I mean, there's downsides. Yeah. <laughs> For well, our, I, can't, I can't remember it was, but it was one of, the, one of these... Um, one of the sort of more interesting Would characters. Would you like me to laugh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still oh, Boris Johnson still can't Russian be bothered man. to comb his hair when he's coming out because I think the thing is now it's like well, what 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 will cause him to actually run a comb through his fucking head? Who? Oh, our prime minister. He's just oh nothing uh, will. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, nothing will. But um, why? Why would it? Just like that's his, his big Chichilian moment, and he's just coming out like he's just fucking woken up, rolled <laughs> out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Crumbs all over his suit. Barbarous nonsense or whatever it's like. I can't even watch the guy anymore. Anyway. Anyway, um, that's that. Let's, let's move on. Let's I mean, move you, on you, will, you will have to... Um, we'll have to think about what we're keeping in. And, and, I'm going to keep if it, we do keep it in, then, then Oh, absolutely. And I'll just say to anyone... I just want to say you know, sorry, to is, list, sorry to the list. Yeah, um, this is fresh news to us. So it's obviously, you know... We're three days into the invasion. And just wanted to kind of... I don't know. We just wanted to chat about it, really, of what our thoughts are. But um, our main thought is, you know, um, with the Ukrainians who don't deserve any of this shit and are doing a bloody good job at the moment of pushing the Russians back. I mean, I like the fact that 
the Russian troops are surrendering quite a lot because they've been told a fucking pile of shit of the reason that they're going in there in the first place. And when they find yeah, that it's, the- it's all lies, they're like, right, well, I don't, I'm not going to fight my sort of my yeah. brothers over the, over lies. So, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think they wanted to essentially blitzkrieg. And they've got they've, and before anyone could really find out what was going on, and because they're now getting bogged down, then the information's getting to the troops. And I think you know, hopefully, hopefully they will. You know, they'll say, "Well, we're not going to do this." Yeah, no. Ho- hopefully, it will resolve as uh, as quickly and as with, with as little um, bloodshed as possible. And um, I'd like to give I'd like to give a shout out to our ancient kingdom of the Republic of Ireland who dropped all visa requirements for anyone from the Ukraine to be able to get safe passage and live in Ireland should they want to. They've they've given them an open door to, to go there um to you know to safety. So oh, imagine having a Ireland. government to be proud of. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing anything like that. Of course not, no. No, no, Nigel Farage. It'd be, like it would that. be very, it would be very awkward for the oligarchs strutting around London if suddenly a load of Ukrainians turned up, and that you know, the government wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah, we got, you know, we got to turn, turn our we've capital we've, into a, the top one percent in our country. Have picked their into side. a Disneyland for autocratic regimes, haven't we? So uh, you know, how's that going to pan out if we let Oi Polloi in? Right, she'll will be will be living outside of Zone Six. Just travelling in to clean the mansions. That's, that's what that's what the world should look like. Anyway, no, let's let's stop before we turn into an entire podcast about that. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so yeah. That's yeah. that's just what's going on, guys. So it's big news. So we felt. Well, yeah. I don't know if we're hey, you know, bound. I don't. We really, just we don't really feel duty bound to anything, but uh, it's just something that we're talking about at the moment. It's on our minds, so we it just came up. Chat about it. And, yeah, it looked, hey. guys, it just came up. Generally, well, I was going to say we stick away from religion and politics, but that's absolute bullshit. We're constantly taking the piss out of religion and politics. So, um, not sure oh, where I was you, going with that. I'm going to, yeah, hang on. I'll do one about some popes next week. Right. <laughs> the Borgias. <laughs> Pope innocent, not so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's ironic, then, pussycat. <laughs> hey, I like to, I like to make prostitutes crawl on the floor and collect <laughs> walnuts. <laughs> right. uh, Innocente, wink, wink. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> you don't like fun? Hey, I'm the pop. I'm fucking great. Oh, pop is honey. Hey, get the guy some wine, huh? Pop like the fuck. <laughs> Anyways, no, stop, stop. <laughs> Another time. Right. Hey, if God don't want me to fuck, why do I have such a big erection, eh? I love, I love how the papers <laughs> just turned into fucking Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What's he doing with that cassock? Right. <laughs> that's, where the, the little, that's where the little hat comes from. Say hello to the Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinal Bang Bang. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. my final attempt to try and trust us. This speaking, is around speaking. Speaking about Cardinal Bang Bang. Speaking, speaking, speaking about unholy popes. Um, this week, this is about the the new Coke hoax or the the, the um the, you know the, the new Coke conspiracy. So this is one of those ones where we're kind of treading into conspiracy theory territory. Well, the only um, thing to me, 
So I'll just say yeah. quickly, the only thing I know about New Coke was that it was brought out and people went, oh, it tastes worse, and then they went back to the old Coke. That's all yeah. I know about it. That's literally it, Chris. Well done. No, it's kind of... <laughs> well, <laughs> score. Well, that's, actually, it's, it's... Yeah, there we go. There we go, yeah. No, it's actually... There's, there's a bit more to it than that, and it's kind of like... I don't know, because I, I was surprised that... So New Coke, eventually it became... So just a, a bit about it. So this was, this was back in the 80s, and... I mean, I never, I don't think, came across... I don't think it was ever even necessarily in the UK. I don't think it was so. like, Clear, which I think was Pepsi. Yeah, I can't remember that. That was the one you would... You would it was clear. It was clear. It was, yeah, you pour it into a glass and it looked like water. Well, no. Just what, demonstrating what, that whatever was in it was just... No, you know, so it looked like lemonade, totally. basically. But it tastes like... Did, yeah. And, oh, there was one that was completely clear, I think. Yeah, tab clear. And, oh, right. it, and it actually came in a clear can as well. Like a plastic. See, see, I remember buying one of these clear drinks, and I had to pour it into a glass. It was like, oh wow, that's clear, but it tastes a bit like, you know, whatever, a soft drink. That's interesting. Um, except it came in a can that wasn't clear, thus negating the. Entire well, it might point. have been different. So I was, so I remember having tab clear when I was still living in London. So we're talking late eighties. Yeah, I mean, I, I only I bought this like once. I think it was just like a novelty thing. But yeah, and I think it might it might have been. This is probably the nineties, so it was probably the fact that it was probably like a niche product at that point because everyone everyone probably went out bought one can long. and then went yeah whatever. Yeah, and I suspect manufacturing a clear can probably is more expensive as well. So it probably didn't justify the margins or what have. So. Plus, you could you could that's the problem with that is you could see that you could always see the amount of mice in the cans. Yeah. If you were, if anyone wants to go back and listen to our least popular episode ever, Soda Man. <laughs> yeah, we thought we thought we'd revisit the Soda Territory. See if we, because yeah. you know we're coming with a big hitter. Is this is about Coke, which is like the biggest brand in the world, more or less. I don't know. I mean, Apple technically, I suppose, but um, most recognisable brands, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, they, that was the premise of a whole um, movie in the eighties, wasn't it? Gods must be crazy. Um, Okay, anyway, so... Well, this, I mean, it's this... not a difficult brand to recognise because their brand logo is just their name written. So, I mean, you know... Yeah. It's not... I mean, but but it's iconic, isn't it? It's iconic, and you hear yeah. about, you know... I mean, it's people one of those think, things... People seem to like it who are into that kind of stuff. So, like, people like... When you watch stuff like... Uh, what do they call it? There's that programme where they go around and find stuff in barns and then go and sell it in their shop. Um storage hunter bargain or bargain salvage, no, it's an american one it's like oh, right. salvage hunters or something like that and they're right. always about two million of these fucking shows i can't be doing with it i don't mind it it's all right um it's fine but i just i, I haven't got the mental bandwidth to remember this stuff you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you it doesn't take up a huge amount of mental bandwidth it'll be one of those ones if i go and visit my parents we'll end up watching something like that it'll either be like the one where they all do the B and Bs, or they cook each other dinner. Or oh, they, I don't watch any of those. Like the, it's all on the thing. They're, they're the they're the English ones, aren't they? Like four in yeah, a yeah. The, the one, the one that I, the oh, one I thing like this, I will admit to watching occasionally on YouTube. I become weirdly fascinated where they will. You'll see these YouTube things, and it'll be like they'll find some like rusty old cleaver or something, or just like a, I don't I'm know, like a, a lantern that's been like completely like it just you know, fit for nothing. And then they'll like sandblast it and, and, and re-clean it and just make it like new. So it's like weirdly the, therapeutic the just watching. Yeah, we just people they'll just they'll have just like a DIY yeah. channel and they'll just take something and just like it yeah. looks like completely not fit for anything and then they just make it look brand new. Um it's have you thought about maybe have you thought about maybe building a workshop in your back garden? 
so you could do stuff like that. Well, no, but I was, I was looking at something because I, I just end up buying equipment and not using it. But I was I was seeing something somewhere, and I keep an eye on this. Apparently, you're starting to see um, workshops springing up around the country. So because people can't one. afford all I know of one in Brighton. Oh, okay. So down yeah. near um, <laughs> local, very local. This down near the gyratory on oh yeah yeah, um, I know. yeah has kind of all the woodworking tools, all the. Uh, metalworking tools, all of that kind of stuff, and you can just hire the space for the day. And it's yeah, also yeah. got um, like artist space and office space. It's just like and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think thinking really of going idea. there and building a chair or something. Hmm. <laughs> because you know, I think like, 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 a chair that snaps. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to like buy a lathe or something like that. I just wouldn't use it. But um, well, there we go. Should we do that, Neil? We'll go. We'll go there and and and. Go. I don't know what any of this stuff does. <laughs> yes, let's. Uh, yeah, let, let's go down and have a, some horrific injury. I just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Cr- I'm gonna chrome my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like some some equivalent of a foreman on the site is just like just there <laughs> to keep idiots from injuring themselves. No, sorry. That's... Yeah, but there's those. What, work what are you doing with that molten metal? Drinking it. <laughs> I'm going to coat my insides with aluminium and then I'll be like, what's his face? Like Wolverine. I'll be like Wolverine. Yeah, I can have any, any kind of curry. Um, but yeah, there's a few of them in Brighton, but that's one which I was looking at. I can't remember why I was going to go there. I think because I've got that old DG three-quarter size base that I want to make into a clock because mm. it's fucked to ever be used as a guitar again. And so, but I've got to do some, like, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a carpenter. I've got to do some tool stuff to it, so I can like a bit of routing. Well, I want to give really? it a good old give it a good old sand down, um, <clears throat> and I want to. I'm going to have to like uh, drill out or grout out or gouge out like a bit for the clock mechanism yeah. to sit in and that kind of stuff. So, and I can't do and I don't have an outside space. And I live in a flat, so I think you know I might go there for the day. Mm. See what happens. Give it a go, yeah. yeah well, you can, right I imagine you sort of let them know what you're looking to do because probably, I mean, there's, uh, there's people there who give you a bit. Nah, just tell them. I just turn up. Just tell me where everything is. Just do it myself. Just experiment. Yeah. Have you used it before? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably be fine, mate. Got YouTube. Well, I do my own dental work now, so I don't see why I shouldn't do that. That's true. Right. Not like, not like, I don't do extractions. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I gave my teeth a. a I got a kit to do that. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of all the plaque, gave a nice clean up, polish, beautiful teeth there look nice. Go. There, got, there rid go. all, got rid of all the fag stains, didn't I? Now, Coca-Cola. One of the reasons why you might want to clean your teeth is if you're drinking too much Coke. Brings <laughs> 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 me neatly the full attempts of the on you Coke. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't recall it having been. Um, Launch. I don't know if it ever existed in the UK. I don't know if Coke 2, as it was rebranded, ever existed in the UK. I don't remember coming across them. As we established, there was Tab Clear, um, which, you know, may have been pixie. But so, you know, it's back in 1985, Chris. So, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger just started to become a big movie star for back of the Terminator. Oh. You know, having all of those great movies. Reagan's in the way. Thatcher's in office. Yeah. <laughs> Commando. That's I good told thing. you I'd kill you last I lied. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
and I got the got the saying wrong as well. Anyway, um, it was um, it was a masculine time. It was it was it was it was a different time. It was um, it was masculine. I would muscular neoconservatism. I would I would say that the Wall throwing, Street throwing kind of Chris. Grig is good. Yes, for want of a better phrase. Loads of money. Oh yeah, Harry Enfield. Mm. Mind you, he was he was more like eighty seven, eighty eight, was now I think loads of no, money. I don't he was probably you know he's probably a young up and coming comic at that point, just mm. you know catching up with Charlie Eggson and Paul Day or whatever, starting to launch his hilarious comedic White comedy. House, White House even Paul Day did I say? Mm. Like someone I work with I think, but um... <laughs> not a comedian, he's very sensible. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it works in IT. I don't he's never really <laughs> struck me. As a, a, Oh. No, you know, Paul Day does the fishing show with, uh, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Bob Smith. Bob Smith, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he works in facilities. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, it, at this point, actually, Cola's losing market share to Pepsi year on year. So, they're still they're the Michael biggest brand. Jackson, they? Yeah, get, get Jackson. It's the Pepsi generation, Chris. Remember mm. that? That was that was the other the thing. Taste of a new the generation. Rip roaring eighties. It was the the taste of a new generation was coming through. Everyone liked. Gen really... Zers wouldn't touch Coke. They only have Pepsi. Yeah, they don't have. Latterly, Virgin Cola. The Branson no, like, Cola. Like Gen X are like uh, Panda Pops. Mm. So don't don't get into them all that. Um, so yeah, they, they they're kind of worried that they're going to lo- they're going to finally lose market share to, to Pepsi because they've been growing year on year, and it's kind of like um, you know if if they get if they get to that point, and they oh, they've just no. bought out we Diet made a Coke. big mistake taking coke <laughs> we made a big mistake taking cocaine out of the drink. Yeah. Oh man, if they reformulated to that, I would hmm. be drinking a lot more Coca Cola. Yeah, having some now. I mean, I, I wouldn't have to mix my own. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten price, hasn't it? I mean, never mind about the uh, electricity prices. Cause, like, I don't need electricity if you've got yeah, you've got nose electricity and proper, <laughs> proper Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, original original recipe. Yeah, so it's seventies and eighties. Pepsi gets bigger and bigger, you know, and they're doing this this Pepsi challenge adverts, and their big thing is that actually they've got the um, you know, everyone agrees nice. blind taste test. So it's the best tasting Coke that you can buy. Mm. Um, and then they, they've done their, their own kind of internal results. So, so they're looking at why they're, they're losing market share. You know, they've just bought out Diet Coke, which is selling quite well. But in terms of General Coke, they're um, yeah, losing, losing ground to Pepsi. And they're, they're worried that they're going to get to a point Pepsi are going to be able to claim, well, actually, now we're the number one brand in the, in the US. Cool. Um, so they did some of their own internal taste tests. And they're like, actually, yeah, you know, apparently it does, taste, taste, does taste better. Um. And the thing is, they had, as we've just kind of like discussed, that their secret recipe had been tweaked several times. So, you know, they've, they've taken the cocoa leaf down a notch. Um, yeah. And, they've, you know, they've, they've changed around with some of the sweeteners and things like that. Um, so so they have sort of tweaked with it over the years. But they decide they're going to do a bold new gambit. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. Throw it all out. Didn't, you didn't get where we were today by not making bold decisions about sugar water that we're going to sell to kids exactly. so the uh, the chairman and ceo roberto gozetto st- i'm not pronouncing that correctly st- um roberto gozetta i think um stepped before the press gathered at new york city's lincoln center to announce a new formula 
um, which he declared to be smoother, rounder, yet bolder, a more harmonious flavour. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> a lovely bit of court buzzing. I'm, oh, by the way, I didn't announce at the start. I'm just um, reading this off of. Uh, we've gone again to the, to the History Channel's website, history.com. Source of a lot of our, uh, a lot of our uh, work. Um, and then, you know, so they bring, bring this out as the, the, the new, new coke that they're going to do. And another, another phrase that came out. So some may choose to call this the boldest single marketing move in the history of the package goods business. We simply call it the surest move ever made. And the, uh, the Coca-Cola president, so apparently that's Theo and the president of different things. Uh, he echoed the certainty. I've never been as confident about decision as I am about the one we're announcing today. So with that, <laughs> that kind of buy-in from your senior stakeholders, obviously this must have been an absolute um, masterpiece of marketing. And, yeah. um, you know, they carried the day, obviously, didn't they, Chris? You know, New Coke was an absolute revelation and everyone just flew off the shelves. Um, I, mean, I, I, tend to, I tend to split the modern age into um, pre and post New Coke. But it was that much of a yeah. seismic... Shift in in culture, and also in refreshment. Absolutely, I mean it was a brave new. It was a brave new, bold, round taste. Yeah, we've all we all tie ourselves into whether we were pre coke or post coke, and then whether or not you don't. Um, I mean, an actual fact. So, so they they'd confirmed in taste tests that people preferred the taste of new coke to Pepsi and to Coke. Mm. So they, they they had actually put a lot of effort into this, and. Um, Put more sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> but they did, they did, um. Put some MSG in it. Yeah. Yeah. Put MSG in it. A bit, a bit of beef fat as well. People like that. Lovely. Yeah. Whatever the market research says. Um, and apparently, yeah. When, so, so that, you know, and I think at first, actually, it did start more to sell enough. quite well. <laughs> more butter. More butter. Fry it as well. You can actually, there was a place in, I can't remember, but there's um, one oh, of these fairs yes. where they, they fry things, and they, they did a fried cola balls, which is quite impressive. Oh, right. Alongside fried butter, which is one of the other. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a little bit too much of a good thing, but there you go. Um, well, I mean, I really like fried cheese, like Saganaki. Yeah, it's true. Saganaki is delicious. Fried cheese. That's but gorgeous. It's more of a kind of like just making the cheese melty, though, isn't it? That's the thing. So, yeah, anyway, so... They, they, it started out quite well, but then, um, then it just started to sort of go off of a, off of a nosedive and shares of Coca Cola dropped. So no, it didn't. So the bold gambit didn't pan out so well in the long term, Chris. Yeah. But the thing is, they had done all the market research, probably. They'd done all the taste testing. And in actual fact, you know, people, people did supposedly prefer in blind taste tests that the new recipe against, um, this and anything else. And, but, but, but Pepsi, obviously, was it people feared change? Well, here's what we'll come into in a second. So there's a couple of things to, to – and how much you can actually test um, – sorry, how much you can trust some of these blind taste tests. Cause there's a lot of theories that go around. But just to say here that this is quite a funny one. Pepsi gave its employees the day off after the shares dropped and declared a victory in a full-page newspaper advertisement that boasted, after 87 years of going at eyeball to eyeball, the other guy just blinked. <laughs> I imagine the corporate hubris – I imagine the cocaine was – I oh, in the corner offices that afternoon. Oh, I would have loved to have been there. Oh. Oh. Good Lord. Choked off your nut. Yeah. Champagne. Anything Great goes. It's like a fucking purge that day if you're in the, <laughs> the PepsiCo board. Nothing is off. Yeah. off. 
Oh, I bet the the madams of New York did well oh, that evening. <laughs> but oh. The next day they declared a yeah. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Because yeah, this is um, so. It, it, apparently, they were they were fielding five thousand angry phone calls a day, and then that went up to eight thousand a day by by June. But apparently, uh, what what seems to have happened? So there's two things. Angry phone calls. Yeah. Why do you double my precious Coca Cola? And bear in mind, you're in the middle of an like an AIDS crisis here. You've got you know unemployment current throughout, and what what makes you angry? The fact that Coke have changed their recipe, and you can still yes. buy the original. So I think they had had oh no, they had they had shelved actually the original one thing. Yeah. I think they they came out with Coke Classic. So 79 days after the initial announcement, they came out to um. Yeah, Coke Classic. To, to say that we, you can now buy it under Coke Coke Classic because. So, okay, um, and and their reasons, I think, are fair enough, is they didn't want to split the market between two different products. Again, they didn't wow. want to be said that they were, they were well, they didn't, they didn't want Pepsi to have the kind of, be able to say, well, the new, you know, we now sell better than this particular Coke brand. Because also... Yeah, well, I understand that, but on the other hand, I would say, you know, uh, well, that's one way of looking at it, Pepsi, but on the other hand, Coca-Cola sells more than Pepsi. Overall, yeah, you'd say that, but I don't know. They had a, a big thing about not sort of, um, you know, they want to split the market and give them that kind of, I don't know, that that market. This is the number one Coke derivative that's bought. Yeah, overall well, between diet and Coke two and Coke one, and it's Coke yeah. three, and it tastes fucking awful. But this guy in Vancouver likes it, so fair enough. Um, <laughs> we'll carry on making it. Um, yeah. Which is weird because that's nothing to do with the American market, which is what we care about. One disgruntled drinker wrote to company headquarters, I don't think I'd be more upset if you were to burn the flag in our front yard. So they did that. Yeah, so they went and did that. And so I have to have that <laughs> one. Oh, no, it's another mistake. <laughs> and then that, then that got on national news and Reagan can burn I don't. I've never been more confident that this is what yeah, America this is a bold, wants to see. Honestly, guys, this <laughs> The Coca-Cola. We're hitting out of the party states. This is the new Coca-Cola <laughs> burnable flags range. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. While you're enjoying the best soda on earth, you can also be burning the, the Keep yourself warm by yeah. burning flag. <laughs> it did not go down well. No, and apparently, no, actually it's you know, when it when it first came out, supposedly it sold quite well. What they reckon it was, or so so some of the sort of reading I've done around this. They think that actually, when they did the blind taste tests, um, so, well, firstly, there's a bit of speculation about actually, because you're just taking a small sip, you like mm. something that's inherently sweeter, you will prefer a little bit of, but trying to get through a whole can of it actually might be a bit different. Because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're all just like overly sweet sugar waters, but I must confess, I don't particularly care for Pepsi. I find it too sweet. Um, right. But supposedly in blind taste tests, it does come out more... I mean, they're all they're all over overprocessed, and I don't tend to buy any of them, to be honest with you. But I drink a lot of sugar-free slash diet Coca Cola. Yeah, if I'm having my... something like that, I might go. But I, I prefer like if I want something sweet, I prefer like an iced tea or something like that. Are oh, you a Pepsi it's generation? Diet Pepsi right yeah. now. Fair days. All right, um, but to be honest, uh, I just like any diet Coke-based drink. So in my fridge, I've got Co-op own brand. 60p for two litres diet coke drink, and that's fine. I just quite like it. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's sort of 
Horses for courses, isn't it? I'm like, I don't mind the... It's, re- it's, replaced, it's replaced alcohol for me. No, fair days. <laughs> I quite like... Fentimans do like a, a... Probably what's more akin to the original one, actually, which I don't mind. It's again, probably a bit too sweet, but uh, it's got a bit more of a sort of botanical kind of flavour going on. It's a bit more complex, I think. Um, I'm that kind of idiot. Uh, <laughs> pretentious wanker. Um, but no, they, botanical pokes. They reckon it was, it was like a two-fold... Open-faced... Fucking Vietnamese sandwiches. Don't know what's going on here now. What's wrong with a pork pie? Pork pie. Smothered in mustard. And a nice diet. diet Pepsi on the side. With with no ice, thanks. Fill it to the top. Um, no, it, but they, but no, they, they think that actually, so so they might, it might be that this sort of blind taste testing actually doesn't work that well in, in, in no. reality. The other you thing... Have, the blind taste test should only be... And this may sound really obvious, because it is. The taste test should be done, you should be given the amount of the product that you're going to, that people would normally have. So, like, a can of it or whatever, rather than yeah. a little symbol full. Do you know what I mean? I, I guess like, it's going to be difficult to do that under laboratory conditions, because, you, I mean, it's not you just give them a can of the thing, but all yeah. the, the equivalent volume. But yeah. you, you, and then they've got to sit there for like half an hour while they drink it. I guess no one takes half an hour to drink a can of weather. You know. Well, so what? Like you know, yeah, they're not... pretty rich, aren't they? They can afford to do. It. Well, anyway, that, they some people say that that's that's you know that might be part of it. So yeah. you know, true, true, did people truly prefer the flavour or not? So you know, they're, they're flawed tests, and this is the thing with a lot of these things. I remember when I was at uni, we did a test once. It was quite funny. It was like um, I can't remember. It was something like um, the heart rates in people with different coloured hair. And it was just to show how, you know, it's really important to make sure you minimise variables. And mm-hmm. So what they'd done is just the first lot um, had, had uh, were, were separated in from one particular coloured hair and then the second lot um, had lower um, levels of resting heart rate. It was just because the mm-hmm. first lot had actually had to climb up some stairs beforehand. Yeah. So, it's, But they, they just did it on purpose to say, well, you know, this is, you know, design an experiment. This is the kind of thing. That you I remember do. being in reception, so that's like pre-primary school, and they were teaching us how bad sugary drinks were in the class. And so they said, you know, a bottle of Coca-Cola, two-liter bottle, has like 30 spoons of sugar in it or whatever. And they did, they, so they did that in like 30 spoons of sugar into just water. Yeah. And then like passed it around, say, see, look, see how sugary this tastes. And, uh, the kids all just really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the guy next to me. Was like, oh, I, I, I had some, and then I said that I hadn't got any, so I got some more. <laughs> they were like, kids are like, wee. So, <clears throat> although it taught us that, <clears throat> what it taught me was that kids really like sugar. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the thing is, as well, it's that, I mean, they really. No, I didn't really drink fizzy drinks. I, I was, I pretty much grew up on squash. Yeah, no, that was what we had on Sunday, as well. Yeah, which are a bit less sweet and they tend to be more sort of fruit, or they're quite sweet, but they're fruit juice based rather than kind of like artificial yeah, sugar. Yeah, maybe water. Yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. And it's kind of, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, but, but people do. And, and, and also, well, it's, it's one of those balances. I mean, they reckon this, this can be a problem with a lot of, there's a lot of the so-called sort of low-fat foods. They substitute yeah, sugar instead, so. which just stores yeah. fat. So there's absolutely yeah. no point whatsoever yeah, yeah, yeah. pretending that's low-fat. Sugar's the worst one, really. Yeah, because it converts immediately into that sort of energy. Yeah, um, yeah or it's, it's quick. Anyway, so... 
yeah, and they reckon that actually, yeah. So, so they, so they think that um, part of what it was is that where where they would test people, but then when they when they so what they couldn't actually ask them was, they said, do you prefer the taste of this to this? Yesterday, would you prefer it if that replaced the normal recipe of coke? That was one thing they couldn't ask because they didn't want to let them know that they were planning on doing something different. Um, but they they did sort of ask, well, you know something that inferred something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what the question was. And and 10% of the respondents would get very angry about this. And what they actually found is that there was, you know, it became a bit of a backlash, they reckon, of people just, whether they prefer the taste or not is debatable. That's one thing. But also people really kind of like what they do know from um, market research afterwards is people really kind of, well, they bought into the whole concept. They've been selling them for 100 years that Coke is like this iconic American brand and it's number one and it's, you know, the original and the best and all the rest of it. And so people got an emotional attachment to it. And, um, yeah, weirdly. But, you know, well, but this is how, you know, brands work. And the thing is, as much as we can sort of turn our nose up here, you know, branding does work. On every, you know, we, every, we've all got subconscious, you know, desires and all the rest of it, and we all advertising must work because they ain't spending that money for nothing. I don't think any of us are. Yeah, I mean, you could be savvy about it, but I think you know, I would say advertising works in it will give me an awareness of something. I don't think advertising works in a positive way in getting me to buy something. Advertising generally, for me, tends to make me not want something. So, like. I mean, there are many reasons why I don't like Apple, but Apple's pre- like pretentious. Oh, you know, go again, Apple be a cool guy. Kind of advertising turns me off, and I would never have Apple products partially because of that. Partially because I don't like their closed shop mentality, where you have to have only Apple products. Because I, I don't agree with that. I like PCs because I can just do what I want. So, but I, I, a lot of, to be honest, I. You know, maybe I'm unusual, but in a lot of ways, things, me becoming aware of things makes me dislike them more than like them. So I, I kind of prefer to go and do my own research and get well, stuff. To, to an extent, but that the, the coke you're drinking is a, is a particular brand. So you might say, actually, that's the only one which they, that's the only one which that was the cheapest one which they sold in the in the Tesco's local, which is three minutes. Which might be driven by customer demand, which might be driven by advertising. There's different ways at least. If they had Tesco, if they had the Tesco's own brand stuff, I would have got that. This was was cheaper than Diet Coke. Anyway, anyway, look, my my point is that I think, you know, none of us are completely immune to branding. Maybe you are. But um, I think, you know, I think on the whole, people generally, you know, it does, it does have a subconscious effect. I think awareness, I think it makes, I think uh, something... I mean, for you know, for some reason, and I've just been told, whatever. For some reason, I think Bang and Olufsen do good music stuff, but that doesn't make me want to go and buy Bang and Olufsen stuff particularly. Yeah, but I think they're good, but I don't know if they're that good compared to what they cost. To the price, absolutely not. No, no. And you I mean your, your comments on Apple, and that's exactly what Bang and Olufsen are like. It's a lot of style over substance in a lot of ways. Anyway, um, I mean, there's there's better products out there, but um, so, yeah, so. But now we come to the to the crux of the. Um, of we're the, getting to the conspiracy now. We're getting to the conspiracy now, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So the next the next phase of this actually, so they they've they've had to they've had to bring out the um, the new Coke and you know, the, sorry Coke Classic and eventually they basically reversed tack after after the sort of you know a bit of a debacle. It's a disaster. It, it didn't work out so well in the long term. So they changed new Coke to Coke Two bought back the old version of coke but here's here's the sting in the tail actually their market share then went massively up so people started buying 
coke much much higher rates than they did beforehand right so thus thus the, they did it, so they took a short term loss for a long term gain well this is this is this kind of theory that people have so there's there's a few different ones that, that fly around so okay. one is like well you know they're quite savvy players they've always done very well did they just um actually you know create an artificial make demand a, for the original product to make yeah Make a shit coat. Make to something make that would annoy everyone. Like how so much they, they missed real coat. Yeah, they'd buy, buy into the original one and then, then it'll fly off the shelves when we bring it back up. And you hear people saying things like, or they're, they're supposedly rumours of on the bottling plants, they were they were still, um, you know, doing the original versions of coke and bottling it up and then sort of stacking it off to one side and what have you. Yeah. One of the other ones, one of the another theory that's gone around is um, around this time is when they switched to high fructose corn syrup. Right. So there's a theory that actually they wanted to switch from cane sugar to high fructose corn sugar because it's a lot cheaper. Um, yeah. So, you know, they just basically had all of this stuff and then bought back the original recipe. So, again, come out with a recipe people will like worse. Go back to the original recipe, but we've swapped so out one of the a, key ingredients yeah. to be cheaper. So they used a, so they used a bridging recipe So to, so between yeah. between the Coke with cane sugar and the Coke with high fructose. So they had... A bridging one, so when people went back to the, the original, they didn't notice the difference. And they didn't really notice the difference, right? Because you know, people, people. So it's not exactly microchips in the coke. Then it's actually the conspiracy is well, potentially. I'm, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it might be there might have been some kind of mind control that um, that they were trying <laughs> to incorporate. I don't know. You know, it's. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not anti-vaxxing, push. Chris. I just want to ask reasonable questions. God, I was listening to this guy. I was waiting for a bus the other week, and they just, oh God, most obnoxious toss. The problem is, you know, when people are quite satisfied with their opinion and they just need to sort of like shout it quite loud across the street when they're having a conversation with As a podcaster, I don't know what that would be like. (laughs) You do on a podcast, people could decide whether they want to listen or not. Do you know what I mean? I quite, I don't know. It's just, it's something where somebody, and this this poor chap who's sitting with him and he's just getting berated with this fucking shite this guy was talking. And he's, and then all under the guise of well, you know, and, and it's kind of like the nuts they suck. Well, you can't think for yourself, so why don't I think for you? Explain to you how the world works. Well, I assume so. Right. I mean, because this guy was really an, an insufferable prick. I mean, you believe whatever you want to believe, man. That's fine, but it's just this hectoring tone, and it, and you know, pretty much everything he was saying was bullshit. But it was a bit he, with, with, a, with a real air of self righteousness and self certainty. Um, you know, spike proteins are toxic, Chris. You know, don't, don't you know that? Literally putting a toxin in the vaccines. Why is that never reported? Up? It's not a fact. That'd be the reason for that, mate. I know you've said with certainty it is, but actually it's not. So anyway, I'm probably coming across like that myself now. But uh, no, it's just. Well, I mean, to I be don't fair, know whether it's just me, but it's just yeah, like, I could really pick up on everything you were saying, and it just you know when you feel like somebody's project, like almost like. Um, What's the word? Doing a bit of a performance rhetorically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To well, it's like I'm not just talking to my friends. It's quite talking unquiet. to everyone, yeah. I'm so sort everyone of just broadcasting to the to the local region, which is just you know this you know fat out of the bus stop. <laughs> my mate, and then one other person standing there. Uh, I've got to stop going to that bus stop. Remind me again pub. what you were doing your masters in? Uh, biochemistry. Right, so maybe you would know slightly more about him. I'm not, <laughs> not an epidemiologist, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know nothing about. Um, I know, but I mean, he. I mean, I, well, I, I mean, the, the main thing is, is just do your fucking research. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna want, want to challenge and all the rest of it, then you know, don't just go to the first source that you've seen and then go, aha, you know, <clears> cross no. reference your sources is what I would argue for anyone who wants to do their own research. 
Um, no, I mean, I would say to, I mean, all, like a, like is in the disclaimer, all stuff said on this is not, it's it's our own opinion and stuff, so the stuff about Russia and stuff, you know, yeah, I've not, absolutely. I've not got, I mean, I know more about it than I've said here and I haven't gone in depth, but in no way do I consider myself an arbiter of truth. I mean, this is just my, my view on it. This is purely but an opinion-based podcast, yes, we're not. We're yeah, not I mean, I don't experts know, or anything else. I don't get involved in arguments and stuff for people on the internet or anything like that because at the end of the day, information's out there, come to your own conclusions, do you know what I mean? Well, absolutely, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, anyone who genuinely probably has enough expertise to engage with that argument probably won't waste their time engaging with you on the internet, so, you know. Exactly. And also, some people, I mean, people aren't, unfortunately, people aren't really interested in it, we, we, it's kind of post-truth, isn't it? People aren't really interested in actual facts or... Well, no, I'll t- I tell you what I think it, what, it, what it is, Chris. It's, or empirical evidence. Or well, no, it's, like it's because I think people come to these things with a set of beliefs, but people don't want to, especially when you get someone who's like, oh, well, I'm an atheist and I'm entirely rational and I, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I act on pure logic. I am Spock. It's like, actually, no, everyone has biases. Everyone has, you know, everyone has yeah. blind spots. Everyone has beliefs that they have to get around. Um, and we all do. We all do. That's inevitable. Um, well, that's why I say I'm agnostic because, I mean, being an atheist is no different than believing in a religion, really, because at the end of the day, it's unknowable it's yeah. a knowable unknowable no 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 so, no, yeah. no and likewise it's, it's not something that you can ever know and it's, when i say I'm, i mean I'm, I'm projecting as somebody who's like that it's kind of like you know i'm this pure rational being yeah. i think the most irrational thing you can think is to think that human beings are completely logical you know yeah. if that you've really not thought or, or felt it through atheism probably. atheism is as irrational as any religion is because you might say well Believing in a god's irrational because where's the proof? I mean, but you know, where's the proof that it doesn't exist? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So each of them is equally irrational from a pure logical perspective. They're they're equally indefensible positions. Um, anyway, but but yeah, it's kind of like I forget how we started off on this tangent. But yeah, I think I think the point I'm making is that kind of like um, you know, I think people don't want to admit that actually they're you know, I might have. I might just strongly feel nervous about a vaccine or something like that. And then I look yeah. for things to support that. And look, it's fine to feel like, you know, personally nervous about something or if you're not sure or whatever, you know, it's your health. It's your your own thoughts, I guess, you know, but probably better to, you know, if you can get vaccinated for everyone else's sort of good and all the rest of it. But, but you know, I, I think, you know, people do have their, their own built-in beliefs and about various other things. I'm not just getting onto that one, but it's kind of like... um you know, when you try and rationalise that, it's like, uh, oh, well, I, you know, I know best, but, you know, everyone yeah. else is an idiot because I've researched it properly. Well, no, actually, you're just, I, th- I think for a lot of this stuff, they're just pandering to what they innately believe in their own sort of illogical conclusions that they're I drawing. think the thing is that these people don't like showing fear or weakness, weirdly. I don't really mind yeah. doing it, but people don't. And people will have now got a good out Rather than just saying I'm quite, I'm scared about. Yeah, I'm, this is a t- this is a scary time. This <clears throat> this global pandemic. I'm scared. I, I'm I don't know what's going on. I'm scared about this vaccine. I'm scared about having this thing in my body. Mm. Um, I'm just I'm I'm scared and I don't know what to do. Which is an absolutely rational place to yeah, be. Absolutely. So rather than just admitting that, then people 
can find anything to defend or argue for any position you take on the internet. And then they can use that to say, that's why I feel this way, rather than just going, look, hands up, I'm fucking scared. Yeah. Because this, because none of us have lived through this before, and it's scary, and I'm scared about having the vaccine because I because I'm scared. Like that's it, you know, and and that's absolutely fine to be scared. You don't have to then go uh, right, go looking for a reason not to have it. You can just go, but I'm not having it at the moment because I'm fucking scared. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm of what it will do to my body? I'm scared of putting stuff in my body. I don't really understand the vaccine. Like, are you putting some of this illness in me because people are dying from it? What's going on? Yeah. They just go, ah, right. Let's go and look up a reason not to do it. No, agreed, and I think that's where a lot of this stuff stems from. But um, but anyway, there, there you go. And you know, talking talking of that kind of uh, you know sort of thing, desperately trying to segue back into the uh, the new Coke story. Um, you know, that people people were 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 scared to move away from the gorgeous original brand of Coke. Apparently, um, we've never we've never been through this before. A new Coke. Yeah. you know, we're scared. We know our grandparents had to go through the removal in the of, middle of the Cold War. It could, you know, it could all could all be over at any minute now. Last thing I want to do is, you know, be drinking, Start drinking a new, coke, a new, yeah. new type of uh, coke. I mean, good lord, we could get bombs at any time. What? And, I'm, and the last thing I would have drunk is one of these new cokes. Oh, terrible! I want, I want as the, as as the bomb drops, I want to be sipping on the coke that makes me feel comfortable as I. Dissolve away from this mortal coil. But this, but this, yeah, and then this is the thing: is it a lot of people did, you know, they were basically advocates for not wanting to change this stuff, and that's what that's what caused a lot of the moisture. Anyway, where we'd got onto then in terms of the the the, um, the conspiracy theories was what? Okay, yeah, was it was it that um, was it that uh, you know they just wanted to sort of like you know it was like a clever long game. They just did a bit of 4D chess so that they could um, you know. Bring out something worse, and then bring back the yep. original one, and people will buy it more. And if that's the case, well, it, it worked. Or they mm-hmm. wanted to change it um, across for some other. Some did other it recipe. work? Did it work as? So has someone done the figures. So the amount that they lost because people were buying less of the new Coke was that then compensated for plus more. Over, over the years, it will undoubtedly have been been more because they 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 were you know. How long did the how long did the bounce back to the Coke work? Well, I think it was only out for about a year or so before they switched tack, so we, they couldn't have hit their overall market share that hard. Um, right, and and you know because they literally within like three months they came out with classic Coke, which some people were, but they they think it was kind of like a hardcore of people who were who were. Um, who really hated the okay. like who then you know and then and then they started to um, you know influence the other the other people so then once you bring back the original one everyone just starts drinking that instead so but you know. <laughs> it was just a bunch of fifth columnists bought by coca cola like like nudging people in the street going he's right you know this uh, <laughs> this classic coke the old coke was much better we should start ringing in yeah yeah, and that, that was the thing as well, because, you know, the thing with the high fructose corn syrup as well, apparently, yeah, this was this was partly down to people swearing that the when they bought back the original, it wasn't the original one. So right. It definitely tastes different. Anyway, so... In all, terms, those, all those soft drink sommeliers out there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, this is a slightly different type mm. of overly sweet thing. Um, 
stops us rounds. I mean, the one thing with the high, the, the theory about the high fructose corn syrup, that's reasonably demonstrably false because actually that was just more down to um uh you know the costs of things so apparently i think it was about a year beforehand they'd already said that people could put in like i think the way it works is a bit like a franchise operation with coke so there are bottling plants who mix stuff together and bottle it or can it i guess um and they were allowed to use up to 50 percent high fructose corn syrup and then they, that, that went up to 100 because it was, it was saved the money. So they reckon that most of them had sort of switched over by that point as well. So, um, and the other thing We're is... Not allowed, they're not allowed to use high fructose corn syrup in the EU, are they? It's an Ameri- it's North America. Um, it's in, in loads of things in the US because they, you know, yeah, you know they grow so much of it. But, yeah, no, I don't know, to be honest with you, Chris. It's, yeah, it's, I mean... Which well, is they, why a lot of the stuff which, so like chocolate and all that kind of stuff kind of... And sweets taste different in mm. Europe than in the US because they just put high fructose corn syrup in everything, and we don't we don't use it. It's banned, I think, because it's so unhealthy. Yeah, no, they, I think it's kind of like um, or, or supposedly it's um, yeah, it's good for, the, good for the old obesity. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, and, and the thing is, I think the, the general consensus is, is that the um, you know, so so the high fructose corn syrup thing, I think, is probably almost certainly false. But you know, could you could you put it past them to have to have sort of done the whole thing on purpose just to increase their market share? Um, I mean, it's and they, it's, it's a bold ploy if they did. Yeah, and it, I think it's. I'm not sure they would have taken that. I mean, it's a risk, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, everything around the fact that, um, you know, the fact that they were canning the old versions and then waiting to sort of sell more and more of it, that that is absolutely debunkable and it's complete sort of nonsense. Um, and, you know, that normally when you get into this kind of a thing, it would, it would normally be, um, it would, you know, it, it could sort of, you know, begin to tank a brand. But as, as, the, as the president said afterwards, so some critics will say Coca-Cola made a marketing mistake and some cynics will say we planned the whole thing. The truth is, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, their official take on it is, is that actually, and uh, you know, Snopes has come out and said, "Well, no, this is um, this is this is kind of like a, a false rumor." Um, and just would, yeah. it be, would it be fair for me to say this is one of our less spooky ones? <clears throat> well, you know, let, you want spookiness? Let me just uh, let, let me read out. <laughs> Let me read out this. Um, this Unless this, the cocaine fueled this, uh, <laughs> no this, this piece of marketing yeah, spiel to you. The simple fact is that all the time and money and skill poured into consumer research on the Coca Cola could not measure or reveal the deep and abiding emotional attachment to original Coca Cola felt by so many people. The Jeez. passion for original Coca Cola, and that is the word for it, passion, was <clears> something that caught us by surprise. It is a wonderful American mystery. A lovely American enigma. And you cannot measure it any more than you can measure love, pride, or patriotism. <laughs> Did that not chill you to your very fucking bones? Uh, yeah. I've actually left my left my body. <laughs> that was quite spooky, wasn't it? Yeah, it so, you know, I mean, I think there's, you know, I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get, get into it, I guess, but I... It's just a fun little story, I think, and it's kind of it's funny because I mean I can't remember as well. It, it's something. So 
So they, they, they rebranded it to Coke 2, and then it, 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 surprisingly, it was, it was still around to like 2002, apparently, um, when they originally got rid of it. I, I don't think this was ever available. They had like a load of old cases that they were still selling in. Yeah, and, you, and, and, and actually, ironically, it's probably really expensive. You know, it's pretty, probably like, you know, cases <laughs> of Coke 2 that you, you know, you get for a, a grand on eBay or something now. Um, like criminals were buying it as long, as well as artwork. To launder money to make drug deals. It's the original cryptocurrency, Chris. Um, yeah, but you know, it, I suppose it's possible. It's possible that they um, that the, the whole thing was just a, a massive scam that they did to uh, to increase their market share. I don't think you know. I I kind of not sure the, the execs would have been that smart, but you know, it, it's interesting as well that what was actually a massive bulls up just you know they just fell off backwards into a, into a massive success. Well, it's white privilege for you, isn't it? Failed upwards. Well, you know. So there you go, the story of your cake. Right. <clears throat> so, should we go to our scoring system? Yes, let's. Right. Um, so, Neil, I'll let you go first for spooky. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, and again, this is the thing with bringing in one of these ones that's more of a kind of a bit of a, you know, from mm. from a conspiracy. Conspiracy theory is not quite the right word either, but you know, it's, it's something that still gets debated. Um, I, you know, because you, you can still read about New Coke for years and years after. I mean, twenty years, I think, when they discontinued it, and thirty years after. I take the piss out of it on the like on loads of American comedies. Yeah, like that, like, yeah. Years. I mean, still, it was, you know. It, before many people, it's kind of seen as a uh, touchstone of a bad idea by a company. Yeah, and it's kind of there's probably something quite nice as well about seeing a huge company just cock up so much. You know, just well, they can. I don't feel so yeah. bad about uh, running that person over when I was well, drinking. Twenty was couldn't it? That's one more loss than that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like well, look, obviously this is terribly spooky. So again, it's one of those ones where it's kind of less than that. I mean, the one thing I will say that I think is, I mean, yeah, so to the idea, but well, the idea that I suppose that I'm gonna I'm gonna give it not a completely low score here for a couple of reasons. Just inherently, I think the notion that you know you'd have these kind of puppet masters who can just you know control um, people's feelings, and also the idea that people have an emotional attachment to a soft drink is is mildly spooky to me, to be honest with you. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It's quite Edward Bernaysian, isn't it? If you think that, you know, because he was like the father of advertising and got people to smoke because it was good, or like um, attached. Clears out the tea zone. Because women weren't smoking enough, so he made Lucky Strike cigarettes like a symbol of uh, feminism and that kind of... No, we've noticed you stopped your intake of tobacco and you're pregnant, but the womb enjoys the... uh... (laughs) <laughs> Robertive vapors. So he was kind of the father of all that kind of stuff, wasn't he? He was like, I think he was Sigmund Freud's nephew or something. But he was the one who kind of yeah, came I up. Remember. He was the guy in the Adam Curtis documentary, was he? They did it about Probably. how we made the modern world or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's not very spooky, but I see. Yeah, I think an attachment to a brand is. Oh, no. People like what they like, and people feel comforted by getting what they know, don't they? So, but um, 
capitalism is inherently spooky or kind of hyper capitalism. So, I mean, I'm going to give it a two. That's as high as I can go. Uh, <laughs> fair um, well, I mean, it's not it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they had that they did this. Well, I mean, I would say that I don't think it happens, and the reason being because it's a hell of a gamble when you've already got a very high market share yeah, of you're the market leader drink market to purposely tank your company slightly to then bring something back to get I don't know I don't I don't think that would have got signed off <laughs> like it's a bit I could you could see it I mean no I mean maybe if you were no I just can't see I can't see any company ever doing that because the risk's too high and you've got shareholders um but, I mean, there's nothing, managed mind it didn't work <laughs> out very well for him in the long term but there's nothing sort of paranormal or anything here. So, I mean, it's believable as in there's it could happen, so that gives it believability, but I don't think it did happen. Uh, I'd give it a four for believability, Neil. Yeah, I'll probably split the middle on this because, as you say, I think, you know, compared to a lot of the stuff that we look at as well, it's not inherently unbelievable. But it would be a, a hell of a risk and a hell of a savvy play. Um, and I think it's quite interesting just as a story to see how it came out of a lot of decisions that in theory should have been like, were, were thought through. It wasn't just some, you know, ego benign person in, in senior management who said, well, we're going to do this because it's my vision. You know, they, they did. You know like, where, do you know where I reckon it's come from? I reckon that someone who was involved in the decision to do this was at a party or something, and someone was taking the piss out of them, going, oh, yeah, good idea with the new Coke. Uh, you have to go back. And then they probably on the fly went, oh, did we? Or was that our plan all along? What's the market share better... now? Up to yeah, exactly. year on year? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I reckon it's probably just someone saying that somewhere to sort of, because they were sick of people taking the piss out of them. <laughs> no, no, I, I think this has, again, this is why I put it in the American country, I think this has grown organically. It's just people just, because people don't want to sort of, you know, or, or just people naturally are, are cynical of any kind of thing. And it's like, oh, 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 you think that's the official narrative, do you? Oh, you're that naive. Can't believe yeah. you fell for that. <laughs> as, as if. Well, um, I'm working on a different level to you. Yeah. Playing 4D chess, you know, checkerboard out. Um, I don't think that joke was else, but I can't remember who you're from. Um, but no, it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's just people, people like to believe in that kind of thing, you know. Oh, well, there's never a simple, straightforward explanation. It, it's interesting. And again, it doesn't want, wasn't just a hubristic decision. It was, I mean, there was a lot of hubristic commentary beforehand, but it was based on, you know, they'd obviously done all their market research and they, they thought they had, um, they'd verified and they'd, they'd got, you know, a new, new better product to put in and it just backfired and then they just reversed and they were a big enough company. It's fine and it all worked out fine in the end. Um, yeah. You know, um, so no, I don't, I don't believe that, that it did happen. I think there's quite a lot of evidence, more or less demonstrable that it didn't, but it could, it could be, it, you know, you could, you could see it happening and you can see why people would believe that because they're very cynical about the motives of sort of corporations and stuff. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Reach, Neil. And um, this is the reach of the conspiracy, not the reach of New Coke. 
Oh, okay. So it's probably, oh, right. Well, no, because I think the only reason that people know about New Coke is because of the conspiracy now, I think. And this, this is what it tends to get talked about in the light of you're, you're looking at me puzzled and, and, and don't agree with that, obviously, Chris. But no, I, I, or, or maybe just the fact that it went, yeah, tits up is the reason why it's more, more held up these days. Um, I thought that this, weirdly enough, a lot of these, you tend to have heard of them and I haven't. This is one I just knew about beforehand. And so I sort of thought we'd, yeah, yeah. we'd, we'd slot it in something a little bit different. Um, yeah, I, I thought this one was quite well known. I don't, I don't know. I mean, certainly if you, if you, you know, you, you look up new, new coat, you will see references to the fact that they, they, you know, was it all done on purpose, et cetera. So it's given that it was a soft drink change that happened 40 years ago. And um, it's still being talked about today. It's obviously never going to be something where it has a massive reach, or you know. But it's you know it's something that that has um, has stuck around, and people do still debate as to whether or not that that was what actually happened. And oh well, you know, it definitely tasted different beforehand. Bloody blah. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Okay, four. Um, so I've heard of New Coke, and my understanding was it was just a bit of a disaster, and then they went back to the other one. Um, so New Coke I'm aware of but I wasn't aware of any of this conspiracy that they'd done it on purpose or anything um, nor have I kind of seen or read anything about it yeah, but so, you think I landed on the moon Chris you didn't know nothing well did you give it a four? yeah um, uh, yeah I mean I've I've not heard I've not heard tale of corporate conspiracy here but uh, I'm happy to go with you as you've heard of it but um, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not wedded to it. I'm not wedded to it. I don't care. And narrative premise. Uh, so Just wait until you see the um, the score I'll get for my next Urban Myth, Chris, after this shit. <laughs> What's that? The, the pork pie affair? Yeah. <laughs> Be 40 um, points each all round. <laughs> uh, so narrative premise. Um, well, there is a narrative Narrative of corporate hubris. Um, you know, I mean, the, the narrative is that it's something that happened. Uh, I guess that the premise of the conspiracy is they did it on purpose, but there's not a huge amount there. Although, you know, if they had did do it on purpose, you know, it, it turned out well, I guess. But, um, yeah, there's not a huge amount here from a narrative premise point of view, apart from, See, look, uh, people who are CEOs are cleverer than the rest of us, which is what it's kind of meant to be. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's going to be a three from me. Neil? Yeah, yeah not, not a huge amount of natural. I mean, it, it's it's an interesting twist, but, again, it's that, you know, immediately sort of faux cynical, oh, well, no, actually, wheels mm. within wheels, don't you get the real story? And, actually, that's far less yeah. interesting than reality, which is just that actually they, they did probably they do most of their due diligence, but they still fucked it up because they, they are all, you know, they're all fallible. People, they didn't realise how in love with yeah. code the people were. And it, and it shows as well, I think, you know, you can do all the market research and supposedly scientific blind taste testing you like, you know, a lot of this stuff is based on intangibles um, and that's what that's what sort of puts it in. So, yeah, you know, but... But there you go, um, and, and I think you know there are some interesting aspects you could do on there. But it's um, so so there's something. There's not nothing, but yeah, I don't think. I think it, you know it'd make a, maybe an interesting one-hour documentary or possibly a film. You ain't going to get a, a series out of this, so uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Four. So that gives us an overall total of twenty-nine urban legend points. So 
That's all right. It's not our lowest. I never um, thought it was going to be one of the two high scoring ones. Just wanted to change of pace this week, Chris. That's absolutely fine, Neil. You know, as you know, it's as much for your enjoyment as it is for the we viewers. Don't want to run out of cryptids too soon because we like I them. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a, I'll tell you what, the other thing I was looking at, there's a lot of big fella type fellas knocking around. It's Lots like, you know, them. he's like the Bigfoot, but he's mainly based out of Washington, D.C. or whatever. Or he's, you know, he's, he's like the Bigfoot, but he lives in early. Yeah. <laughs> he lives with his mum. And he wears army shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a lot of Bigfoot, um, yeah. Bigfoot adjacent style creatures, but we haven't touched any of them yet. So, no, we, I mean, we might start moving towards Bigfoot 3, Bigfoot adjacent creatures, I think. I was thinking that could just be all of Series 4. Yeah, just the big... <laughs> yeah, we could do like or a mini big... one and just do just investigations into the various flavors of Bigfoot. men, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, um, are, we are, you know, I think we would most resemble either Frankenstein's monster or a Bigfoot. Well, that's just people. Both quite big and hairy, yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Maybe that's, maybe that's why... Wink, wink. We haven't been looking too deep into it, as we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to blow our cover. We're trying to deflect deflect attention away from our people. Um, so I will say, um, you know, good luck, Ukraine. Keep fighting, good fight, and you know, thoughts with you and everything. And if anyone is able to like chip a bit of money over their way, then do so. There's plenty of charities doing stuff. But beyond that. Um, you know, that if you have a successful recipe, don't go changing people. And I will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.